shit on a, on air, bro. We're not gonna keep talking about how. I how just I up. wanted talent to know, so that way he knew your big ass fell in the snow with a spice wow. in his pad. Oh, one of those. The same height as me, bro. Huh? Talent the same wow. height as me. It ain't the same weight. <laughs> I, I ain't got the same amount of falls. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> That's because your ass in fucking sunny Florida and shit. Yeah. I just got here. We can't blame that. You know me. I'm from, <laughs> I, I'm from Snowville, USA. You know that. New York. We got all that snow this year. Yo, yes, y'all, did, y'all got some snow. Stop well, making back excuses. Black Stop making excuses. I have on Tim's. New York niggas be having on Tim's all goddamn day. No, you were, <laughs> you were clinching that spicy beef patty. Yo, and it, that's bro. funny. Bro, that I is funny, God. though. Yesterday, I literally, I, I had to go, I had to go somewhere. I literally was like, you know what? I, I'm wearing Tim's because I'm not falling. <laughs> I swear to God, I just got my wheats. I was like, let me put on these wheats real quick. I'm not falling. I don't give a fuck. You know what the crazy thing is about Tim's? People don't understand. Like, they be like, yo, why your New York dudes be wearing Tim's? They're not winter boots. They are when you're dealing with ice. They're construction boots. They meant yeah, to exactly. stop the slip. Yeah. They ain't. Yo, let's jump into this shit real quick. With it, that's why I'm mad with it. With it, with it, with it. That's why I'm mad with it. Get out the trap with it. Whatever you want, whatever you need, it's on tab. Get it. That's why I'm mad with it. That's why I'm mad with it. That's where I'm mad. Okay, you chasing clout on no way. What's going on, everybody? It's the I'm Get in Trouble podcast with. Your boy Eddie Louds and Terrence G. What's up, bruh? Yeet, How yeet, you skeet, skeet. Please take that fucking Kansas City head off. Uh, <laughs> y'all lost, son. You lost. I look, Your I ain't no fair loses. weather fan. You, you you removed every Green Bay apparel you had did, after though. they lost to Tampa. I, did, I stayed here on the podcast repping my shit. You, you're you're a great, you're a great fan because I definitely was like, I ain't wearing none of that shit. Yo, ladies and gentlemen, our guest today is none other than comedian Tyler. What's going on, big bro? Everything is love, man. Uh, thanks for having me on here, man. Y'all, y'all had too much fun. I had to get in on the fun. Fuck that. I, damn right. And that's about to be even more because those that don't know, I'm a Get in Trouble podcast is suited perfectly for you, Talent, because if they don't know, you really yeah. don't give a shit. I don't. I don't. I, I didn't. I didn't tr- voice my true opinion on some some close friends. Don't even talk to me no more. God damn. Yeah, they don't, don't even what? talk to me no more. Yeah, fuck Chappelle. Fuck Kevin Hart. <laughs> fuck <laughs> Tiffany Haddish. They don't even talk to me no more, man. They can't <laughs> take a joke. Hey, yo, read the statement off the break. Yeah. The other day, we're just going to keep the statement posted for our man, Tyler. Oh, I'm sorry. What's the statement? <laughs> it's just, you know, we, we just need you to go, come up with some prefabricated uh-huh. bullshit apology. Like, I'm sorry yeah, for those we... I hurt and uh, I didn't mean or okay. understand how offensive that shit it was. The white guy say Hang on my statement. Hang on my statement. Don't take none of this shit personal. It's just <laughs> comedy. Grow the fuck up. You're right. That's right. all I got. That's all I got. Here Yo, Tyler, how did you become, I'm being serious, how did you become like the OG to niggas OGs at this point? Mm. Like you've been um, in the game for a minute, bro. Yeah. But it's, you know what it is? Is I'm probably the only dude that could say that soon as I was blessed with anything, no matter how minute, I hooked people up. Like right away. Like it, from day one, 
as soon as talent got something, he shared it. Like it, it wasn't just right. about me. I was I was like a lover of the game. I still am. I still love what I do, and I still love the game of comedy to the effect of if somebody give me a pie, I'm breaking it. I'm cutting it up in pieces and breaking it up with dudes I know that deserve it too. So, so with your comedy style, then talent, like we've already discussed, you don't give a shit. Elaborate on that for us. Like, tell the people how you feel about people trying to police comedy, other comics trying to stifle comedy and the creative process. What, what, do, what do you think about that? How do you feel? And, and kind of elaborate. Well, clearly, the world and especially America has gotten soft over the years, and so very, very soft and, and, and very empathetic when they don't need to be. You know what I mean? So. A lot of comics bit into that and they don't understand comics that bit into that and rode that wagon or are riding that wagon. They don't understand that you violated comedy one on one. One on one is we are we are the last frontier of the people who don't give a fuck. Like that is the whole essence of being a comedian is to go against the grain. If you right. going against the grain, you ain't no real comic. You know, comedy is is not to be if you're going with the grain. If you're going, with yeah, the grain. I, yeah. I mean, excuse me. If you're going with the grain and not going against the grain, you definitely in the wrong lane. You know what I mean? Comedy, the essence of being a comedian, stand up comedian, is that. You know what I mean? We're the last, we're the final frontier. Of that you know. So if you can't, you already can't turn to your preachers no more. You damn sure can't fuck with your politicians like that no more, mm. right? So now, right. what do you got? You got the comics, like, and the stand up comedian. We're, we're challenged with being all of that bald in one. So if you fall in line, there goes the neighborhood, bro. Yeah, because people forget how far back this shit goes. Like even yeah. the court jester days, yeah. you were there to make people laugh, but you were also the one motherfucker that got away with making fun of the king himself. Yeah, And right. the fact that we've removed ourselves from that is is fucking absurd to me. Yeah, I mean, we, also, we got soft. That's all. We got soft. Go ahead, bro. As a jester, if you messed up, though, you also got beheaded. So it was like it wasn't the job that you wanted, and the, you know what I'm saying. And I think, but that's and I think that part escapes people, right? But no, that's like, the, that's the same as today, though, uh, Ed. That's my that's point. The same as that's today, like like uh, you when you thought you take that chance or whatever that joke is, right? Right. It could go either way. It could make everybody laugh, and it be it be the joint, and the, the room is loud, or people could laugh. And then there's that one or two dudes waiting for you after the show to behead you again. Mm. Yep. Yes, but I, I think to beheading, I think to beheading, like, like we think of beheading in medieval times, right? It, it was death. You get what I'm saying? And it's like, right. I think some people are like, well, I think it's two, it's it's two sides to the coin, but people are taking them too far, right? All right. So mm -hmm. you have you can't say anything or you're gonna be canceled. But as a comic, you gotta learn to make shit funny. So that you're not canceled. Because if it's funny and people laugh, then people ain't taking offense to it. You give it up, you know what I'm saying? Or or if you if you if you're approaching this the right way, right. And and see, here's the thing. All things are relative. Some people think the right way is whatever makes them money. That's not the right way. Mm. There's an allegiance to stand-up comedy. And if you approach it the right way, you know what I'm saying? You're, you're always taking a risk. You're always, mm. you know, you're already canceled. If you're a real comic, you come into this shit canceled. If you ain't canceled in the beginning part of your career, you've been doing something wrong from the gate. You already canceled. So when somebody says, oh, we cancel him. Cancel me, nigga. You can't cancel right. me. They canceled T.K. Kirkland. That nigga's still making more money than still that. Works. Yeah, they tried yeah, to cancel yeah, yeah. Corey Holcomb, and he's still... Still making more money than that. We already canceled. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? Like, 
it, it, it's that, that's my point right there. What you just made is my point. If somebody's worried about being canceled, they already moving wrong. Facts. And that's one of the things that I've always said. And on top of that, it complicates it further because you, you get people that are trying to avoid the cancellation, not taking those risks. And, and it's like your comedy, it, to me, yeah. it doesn't have a viewpoint. I've heard your viewpoint. I've heard your punchline a million times over. Right. I mean, it's, 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 we in a soft society, bro. I do a, you know, I go on my lives every day, sometimes two, three times a day with different formats and different programs. And on the weekend, if I'm in my home, which I got everything, like my music and everything, I like to play my music late at night. You know what I mean? Get in the mood, whatever, right. talk to the people, interact on four or five platforms at the very same time. And just recently, about a month ago, some young lady who's always tuned in, always know I'm I'm left field and talk smack or whatever. You know, I said, I, I said, what what are we drinking on? You know, I got my Casamigos and shit. And everybody's like, oh, I got whiskey. I got Henny. I got that. And, and the young lady goes, well, I just got my Sprite and ice. And I make fun. I said, Sprite? I said, this girl in here drinking Sprite with ice. <laughs> you know, she sent me a long email the next day. You hurt my feelings, blah, blah, blah. I said, bitch, please. <laughs> I said, if you waste my motherfucking email space with this shit, <laughs> you know, you know, the, the, your, your, what do you call it? Your, your, what do you call this shit? Your, your email, you know, you got a certain amount of space. Yeah, a certain amount of gigabytes. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm reading important shit. Man, I, I hit her back with such a lovely, long, get the fuck out of here. Uh, <laughs> I ain't heard from her since. So no. one of one of the things too I, I find uh, is is when when they do that and people try to talk about the cancel culture, they'll also bring up names like Dave Chappelle. They'll bring up George Carlin. They'll bring up whoever and be like, such and such came on the open mic thinking they were fill in the blank comic, right. and I'm like, you've murdered the room for them to work on the material to get to that point. What are your thoughts on something like that? Do you agree? Well, well, like if they if they get to the room like a comic, no matter who they are, they got to work out, you know, and that that example, what you're talking about, that's the reason why nobody makes any money in L.A. right now. Right. No L.A. comedy club will pay you to do a show. Not not none real. They pay like 15 bucks, 25 bucks. But right. you won't make any real money because and, and, and club owners have told me this when I lived in L.A. They was like. Why would we pay you? We know who you are. We know what you're worth. But why would we right. give you that when any given moment, Martin Lawrence or Eddie Murphy or Chappelle it. could walk in here and work out and mm. get up there and they're going to be up there for 30, 40, 50 minutes. Right. Like, why would we pay you? And I was like, wow, you you got the ultimate hustle going. I ain't even mad at you. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's a business. It, it sucks, but it is a it's, it's, it's yeah. part of the business, especially in major, in major areas like New York and L.A. Because they do have the celebrities around that, you know, people want yeah. to see. People are coming. People buy those $5 tickets at the cellar because they hope that they get a legend night. They get a, they get a, they get Chris, uh, Dave, they get you, they get uh, uh, Tiff, they get Tony yeah. Woods, they get, you know what I'm saying, uh, Jerry. What's they all walking in on one night? Bro, that, and it happens. It happens. It happens. Yeah, they know, they know it's possible. We used to, we used to work around the corner at the Boston Comedy Club. Uh, right. for, for 20 years, and again, he's, he, he hit the nail on the head. Any given night, you're going to see all those names come in there and just jump up there and do the thing for $5. For $5. Yeah. So it's, it, 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 I don't think it fucks up the business. It does give a, uh, 
a mystique to the business of like a gamble some of, of some sort, but I do see like it it messes with people's money. And then yeah. but this is why I this is why I always like uh looked up to you. Is I, I don't even remember you used to do the soundry in Columbia. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, because before that I only saw you on TV. And I was like, yo, he doing the soundry. And people was like, dog, talent runs his own shows, bro. Right. Like that talent has always done his own shows, bro. So, like, this is the argument that we all had on a on a I lead I'll say all that to lead up to this. This is the argument we had on a podcast. Do you believe Ooh. in the like accepting the major and or strictly independent? In the sense of like Netflix, yeah, Showtime and all that shit. Well, see, I believe in I believe in the balance, first of all. Uh, when we talk about like a Netflix, a Netflix is a minor turn major. They are major now. You know what I mean? Mm. The, the networks are catching up to the Netflix and the Hulus now. You know what I mean? Um, because that's the that, that that's technology. That's the future. Yeah, yeah. So they came in. The future swapped everything, vice versa. So cable companies and and networks are catching up to the Netflixes and the Hulus. Um, but I believe in the balance. I believe that again, if I'm a true comic. I should be able to go and get on the stage for fifteen dollars in L.A. I should be able to go on the road and get my ten thousand dollars. I should be able to do it all. You know what I mean? Anything that requires stand-up comedy, I should be able to do it if I want to do it. You got some people that don't want to, that don't believe what I believe, and they believe right. straight one thing. You know, I, I know cats my whole career, and mind, mind you, this July make thirty years for me. I know right. cats for the whole Damn. thirty who will not step out of mainstream. And I know hood cats who won't step in mainstream. Mainstream. Mm. Me, I like I like the balance. I, to to truly know you're funny, you need to go everywhere. You need to be in every place. You 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 need to take your skill, put it in front of every type of people, and see where you prevail at the end. Mm. I I think I think some people don't get that though. Like, and that's what I was trying to. That's what that was the argument, and, and what I was saying um, the other day was. Bro, like we you you use the Netflix mm -hmm. to get the audience to come to your shows exactly. to make the money. Now, if Netflix is taking your money, it's doing a three sixty deal on it. Now it's up to you to make the choice of do you want to do that or you don't. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But I'm not gonna, but I'm not gonna sit here and be like you shouldn't do that because if right. that's what you want to do, then do that shit. Yeah, like, to everybody is different. To everybody, everybody got a different path, man. One thing I learned real early in this game. Is you know when I got into it, I thought everybody was like me, you know, mentally, and they wasn't. Right. Everybody had their own path. I, I I remember being in shock talking to a couple of people sitting down having drinks, and motherfuckers was talking like I can't wait to be where well, I ain't got to do stand up no more. Like right. I'm doing this shit to get a TV deal or to get right. a sitcom or to get whatever they was trying to get, and they were like, I can't wait. I'm tired of doing this shit. And I'm sitting there like, why the fuck wow. am I sitting with you? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's like sitting down with it. I don't want no pussy, man. Go to the other, go to the other bar. <laughs> why? Why is he sitting with us? Everybody I know over here, we want some pussy. Get him out of here. It's like fucking a vibe up. <laughs> three decades, three decades. One, I'm, 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 I'm giving you my clap from there because that's. What Thank I you, brother. Do. Appreciate but that. That's amazing. Number one. Number two. Something that that I feel like new comics nowadays always bitch about and they they go on and for whatever reason, they feel like they're entitled to money and they feel like they're entitled to not endure the process, specifically when it comes to getting bumped, whether it's on that show or getting bumped off. 
How do you feel about that, having done this for three decades now? Um, listen, man, being getting bumped is part of the process. Uh, again, it's it's like a look at Michael Jordan. We can now, 30 years later, sit back and go, oh, he's the GOAT. He was the greatest, blah, blah, blah. But we could also rewind back. If we could quantum leap back into those first seven seasons, it took him seven years on the Bulls. And he was just taking bumps and lumps and being bumped. You know, he was watching the East Coast teams shun them out. Could never get past to make the playoffs and then get past the first round. And this is the greatest. People argumentatively say, you know, he's the greatest. Same thing with LeBron. Took him seven seasons mm-hmm. before he left there and went and, and made some noise and started getting the chips and stuff like that. So to me, getting bumped is part of that process in our world. In our world as a comic, you're going to get <laughs> perfect example, talent. Talent, this dude asked me in an interview last week, he said, yo, I remember the first time he was on Def Jam and da-da-da-da. I said, bro, you don't remember him the first time on Def Jam because the first time I got picked to do Def Jam, I didn't air. How about that? You didn't see it. He's like, what? I was like, yeah, I got picked and got bumped in the same week. You know what I'm saying? Like, so the shit never happened. So what right. you think is the first time ain't even the first time. Facts. You know, and it wasn't for no other reason than it, it was logistic bump. It was, oh, his joke had uh, too much music in it, and Def Jam wasn't clearing no music. If it wasn't music Bob from Def Jam, that. You couldn't use it. Yeah, Bob said that. So Bob, because I, I did a I did a uh, show in front of Bob. I did a, a show in front of Bob, but I used a movie reference. But right. I, 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 you know, what I'm saying, and 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 it wasn't until Bob came, and I was just like, Bob, skip me. I thought I had like a horrible set, and it was until he came on the show uh, two weeks ago, and he literally was like, "Comics don't realize, like, putting too much stuff in your joke that place people got to pay for. They not gonna pay for that shit all the time. Yeah. You got to know that." Like you know what I'm saying? Because that because when when and I think with, like and I'm not saying you you was you probably aired before uh was a R uh RP um Bernie Mac. A lot okay. of people want to do that Bernie Mac kick it. You see so many comics keep trying to do the Bernie Mac kick it. One guys, it's already been done. Stop it. Yeah, <laughs> it's already been done. Like, let's not do this. But two, it's like how can I use you? You 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 doing this shit in front of TV people, like they haven't seen it before, and yeah. like they gonna fucking pay for you to fucking do a Cat Williams sketch on fucking wish like you remember Cat Williams did the uh, hustling right. hustling hustling. <laughs> like nigga, y'all keep y'all keep taking from other people, bro, and like that has come up so much of comics not being original, and as a trap as a comic who puts on so many comics. Have you ever had to pull somebody to the side and be like, hey, my nigga, stop that. Like, don't do that. <laughs> All the time. All the, I mean, that's that's part of the game at this point. That's a thread of the needle um, all the time. You know, and I was just having this conversation a couple of years ago about at, at 30 years now in the game, because I'm so still active and it, it don't feel like 30 to me, I got to really sit down and go through the years. I'm like, damn, it's 30. It don't feel like it. So because I'm still moving like that, same as that new guy or that internet sensation, I'm out there moving like that, that I had to take a step back and look at this shit from a, a grand spectrum thing and say, yo, my dude, right now you are the blueprint. Like you moving like you this guy, but you're not, you're the blueprint. So when I go to a comedy show, nine times out of 10, sit in the back, I'm gonna hear some of me. Mm. I'm gonna hear some cadence or some 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 right. premise. 
or some innuendo or, or a full joke. And that one thing about New York comics, most of us, I, I, I loved about the 90s was, even though we was doing comedy, we were kind of the comedy police too. Like, yeah. We considered ourselves like comedy police. Like we, we had no problem. Actually, we loved clowning. So that was that was ammunition to clown you. If we knew you stole a joke, oh, we clown you so bad in front of other comics, you won't want to come around here no more. You know what I mean? Right. So, so we took pride in that shit. But yeah, you got to pull people's coat all the time. But but here's the thing. Just like I always tell people in a, in a comedy show, people like to blame the audience. Sometimes I'm like, there's no such thing as a professional audience. You are the only professional. <laughs> so, so, so kill that shit, right? So here's, here's the thing. A, a comic that never did TV, he don't know what he can and can't get away with until he does TV. Like, right. when Bob said that to me, you know, because I was mad. I was hating, like, because I had a fucking probably the best set, 20 motherfuckers auditioned in Jersey. I crushed. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I know I'm in. And Bob said, yeah, man, you in. Boom. But when he went back with the shit and they, and they look at the tape and he's like, we can't use this shit. His closing joke, the biggest boom, got clips of three songs and we're not clearing. And then when he explained right. it to me and I watched that, Jen, I'm like, you know what? They're not clearing those songs. It ain't me. Right, they only right, playing. Right, right. Russell was smart. He was paying himself from the music people came out to. He was using right, right, Dev right, Gen right. music so he could get extra checks on that, which was dope business. Not mad at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's business. That's how business work. I, I I just think comics don't. And you're right. Until somebody learns, until somebody goes through something they don't know, right? right. Like so, like exactly. I do the DC. Com I, I do I deal with the DC Comedy Festival, right? I'm the, I'm the, I'm I'm a, I'm 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 not over the the auditions, and and I I kept it that way because I'm always out. And so I, the one question I always get is, how come you I ain't make the festival, right? And sometimes I see people and I'm like, hey, and I'll call the people that's doing audition. I'm like, how do how did such such get in? And it's like, yo, they did such and such joke, right? Uh, and it's like because people don't really. I'm like, do y'all think y'all the only people watching these drinks? I saw a friend of like, I had a friend. I had a friend. I just told him I wanted him to do this joke the other day, and when he did, he did the joke on stage. He was like, yeah, I don't do it anymore because somebody stole it. And then another friend in the back was like, nigga, that was in American History X. I was like, hold on, what? He was like, dog, like, like. It was in him. I saw it in a movie. I go back and look at the movie. Boom, right there. I'm like, how do y'all do jokes and not realize other people see these shits? Right. Like, what is going? It has. It's always been like that, though, right? Yeah, it is. And, and the problem was, and this is why TV was so important in the '90s, because the average comic had no clue what the fuck copywriting was, right? Mm -hmm. And TV became our visual copywriting. So once you did that bit on TV, it was yours. I don't care who did it first, who did it second. Right. Once you were seen doing it on TV, it was yours. And that was a visual copywriting. If you go back, <laughs> and shout out to my man, Bill Hill. To me, it was the most embarrassing thing. On my episode of Def Jam, uh, Chris Rock was on HBO with the Chris Rock show at the same time, right? On, right. on one, of my, one of my joints I take. And... Chris Rock had just, this is how dope Chris Rock is. He had just been at my comedy club working out, like maybe a few months before. And he was like, and he said, yo, Tyler, who's your agent? And I said, William Morris. He said, oh. And just, and nothing else. We didn't speak no more words that night. So I was like, that was weird as fuck, right? <laughs> and he just went up. He did 40 minutes. He's working on a special, whatever. Boom. So 
one night, the night, you know, we, we all be anxious. Like when we get some shit in the can, we always want to know our airing date from what the producer. Right, right, right. You know, right. When my shit air? Oh, you should air next Friday. Great, cool. I'm going to be in the house right. ready for it. So I'm in the house. I'm recording my shit. I'm watching it. And right after the episode, on my episode, it's myself, it's Will Silvance, and it's uh, Bill Hill. Mm-hmm. And right, it goes off. No commercial HBO, it's HBO. The shit right. just rolls into that that HBO static shit. Right. And then it rolls right into Chris Rock show. And they come on with the, the skit that comes right on. It's like, remember when Stuart Scott was alive on ESPN? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's go right to the highlights. So they go right into it. It's Chris and Stuart Scott. God bless the dead. But they're doing the highlights of Def Comedy Jam. If you just miss Def Comedy Jam, Here's, here's what you miss. Here's the high, and they're circling shit like fucking Pat Summerall and John Madden and shit. It oh, starts off this guy named Talon. He has a lot of talent. They're freezing shit. They're circling <laughs> shit, playing it back. And they do mine. Then they do Will's. It, like, this is double exposure. We like, right. yo, this shit is hot. And then they get to Bill Hill and they're like, oh, Bill's funny and this and that. And then Bill does this joke about the airplane black box. And they pause and she go, whoa. Flag on the play. Didn't oh. we hear that before? And these motherfuckers pull up oh. a clip of uh, Dana Carvey oh. 10, 15 years prior and play it side by side in the same exact joke, nigga. I, yo, I, I said, holy shit. You talk about crushing a motherfucker? Yo. And that's my dude. I don't even have the heart. I've known this dude my whole career, and I've never had the heart to <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> that's some shit you just don't bring up. Because <laughs> I love him. Because I love him. And I don't want to, I don't know, I don't know, you never know the trigger in people, you know? But all I know is a comic, yo, I would have felt like, yo, that, yo imagine yo. this shit, bro, on national TV, HBO, no. bro, uh, nonetheless. And and the funny thing is, this is how genius fucking Chris Rock is. The crazy shit is you don't know where this is going. I'm just enjoying the bit like this was very clever. You know, they're right. doing the fucking Pat Summerall, John Madden circling the play, but they're breaking down the jokes. Right. And then they get the build. I'm still smiling and everything. They go, whoa, hold up, hold up, uh, uh, Chris, flag on the play. And I'm like, fuck they talking about? It was like, I heard that joke somewhere before. He said, yeah, you're right, Stuart. I think 19 says and says, uh, Dana Carver, and let's go to the tape. And they play that shit next to the shit, dude. Yo, was it, was it the same joke, bro? The same as actually, you've heard it before because I've heard other people steal it in clubs. Like, when they talk about when the plane crashes, and they right. talk about, we, you know, we just got to, nobody lives. And they'd be like, we got to find a black box, find a black box. Once we find a black box, we can hear what happened and know what happened. Apparently, everything's destroyed. But the black no, box. Oh, that is a Dana Carvey Yeah, he said, here's a thought. How about we build the fucking plane out of wherever the fuck they build the black box? This is my box out of. Dog, that is a Dana Carvey joke, bro. Like, yo, that's. Yeah. I, give it's, it up. Bill Hill, though, he's stronger than I am because I probably have killed myself right then and there. Like, yo, Bill Hill's stronger than all just, of us because yeah. Bill Hill never. He didn't miss a step. Yep. I he just kept myself. going? Yeah, he, yo, do this right now. I call Bill Hill right now and put him on the show. He's ready. <laughs> I'd have killed myself. That's, I, I give him two thumbs and, and you know what's sad about that? That two minutes. You could fuck somebody up with two minutes like that. Now, Bill Hill got hours of material. 
I've seen them. Right. I've worked with them a million times. Like it, it, when you see a dude do a joke that somebody else did, your first thing, especially when they're great or good, you'd be like, why? You didn't need it. Right. Like that's how I look at uh, doing some some jokes somebody else did. Like I don't need it. Like when you said the thing about the guy said, oh, I don't do it no more because somebody stole it. First of all, if you in your heart of hearts know you came up with something and made it, you never abandon it. You understand right. what I'm saying? Um, I've, I've got a joke. Um, with, again, it was like some music in it, but it, what I did was hilarious with it. But when I seen J.B. Smooth and it was so close to what he was doing with the music, I just I just never did it again because it was too close. I didn't even J.B. is one of my best friends. He's the first guy to put me on stage. And I never in, one, in a million years want him to think for an inkling of a second. I took uh, something that you did. He took some shit. I, no, ever. If, if it's ever that close, I just don't do it. If we have more and we are more, the question is why? We don't need it. So so Not with it. that, we'll go. So with that, you know, uh obviously as, as real comics, you're not trying to steal. Now we understand right. shit gets parallel, shit happens, whatever. Right. But you should take that higher road. Being in the game for 30 years, how would you say your writing has changed? Has it changed? Well, first of all, I I I don't write. Right. Um, there's different kind of comics. There's comics who work off a of natural ability. Uh, there's comics who write from premise to set up to knockdown and topics and stuff. Um, I tried that in the first couple of years of comedy and it just never worked for me. Like I, I couldn't understand how people were doing it. I got the composition book. I did everything I seen. Mm. I seen the little, the little composition book, the black and white old school shit. I had that. I, I wrote shit down. <laughs> right. And me, you know what my problem was? I would read I would read what I wrote and not know what the fuck I was talking about. Right. When I'm right, 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 right. on the plane, like, oh, oh, you're gonna love this. Ooh. And then I right. get to the hotel and go, what the fuck? What's what? uh, no, happen. I don't know what the fuck. So I just stopped. And then I would realize that even when I wrote down like bullet points or something, I would realize I would get on stage and always go off book. So after about year four or five, I said, T, that ain't that ain't for you. Like I'm struggling right. trying to fit that that description, and that's not me. I said, mm-hmm. and and what happened to me is real early on, the first three years or so, I became a host of a lot of rooms. And that just enhanced my capabilities of my naturalness. You know what I mean? Because I was always having to come up with stuff all the time as the host, you know, no matter what it was, announcements, people moving in the room. Heckless calming people down, getting ready for the comment, you know, setting the tone, all that. So I was like, yo, that's more me. I felt more natural doing that type of stuff than even trying to, you know, it, it was like trying to be in a college that's too big for you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I just I threw that away in two years of trying. So I don't write. So so being I, somebody that struggles with writing in that that hit the nail on the head. I'm surprised that you answered that way with how talented you are. What? How? How did that shape? How did you then groom and nurture that that talent to then turn that to more material? Could you elaborate on that or speak to oh, that? Absolutely, later? absolutely. When you when you work off a of natural talent, right, and, and and natural ability, you have no choice but to deal with reality. And the biggest laughs you're ever going to get in comedy is the most relatable jokes. Mm-hmm. The most things you talk about, the more you relate. Relatability is number one, hands down. Yeah. The more you relate, the louder and, and bigger laughs you get. Right. With that, with that being said, I started to see that that when I talked about what was really going on with me, or what I've been through, or what I've seen, 
and heard and shit that happened, I was relating more. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of trying to make up a story, I was just talking about real shit. And I was like, you know what? People love real shit. So what happens is on stage, you remember moments. That's what I tell young comics. I was like, we so used to talking. When we start, we forget we got to listen. If you listen to your crowd while you're talking, you learn very quickly what they like, what they don't like, what roads they'll go down easily, which they're uncomfortable with, you know, Mm -hmm. taboo, you know, what you do and don't talk about. You learn that stuff from the audience by listening to the audience and their movements and laughter and relatability. You know what I mean? So I would hone in on parts that got the biggest laughs and the biggest relatability. And I say, I got to expound on that. What else do I know down that alley? And then yeah. I'll talk about something else and go, oh, that shit hit home. Everybody, I, I'm not the only one, huh? I got to expound on that. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I, I've turned that into my own personal niche. That's, that's so a this fucking gym for me. I appreciate this that. This one of the things that I recognize, though, right? So I, I do this. I, I used to do this. I, I literally followed the same exact steps as you. Um, except when I, when I think I got a joke, when I feel mm-hmm. like I got a joke almost, it, that's when I write it. Because I already know I've already explored so many ways in and out of the joke that now it's time for me to write it. And the only reason why I do it is because um, I, I looked at George Car- how George Carlin used to write. Well, he used to just go on stage and talk, and then when he would come home, he would listen to the recorder, and then he would just plug and play. Like, oh, I talked about a cat. Let me put it with these cat jokes. I talked about a car. Let me put it with this car joke. So on, et cetera, et cetera. But. One thing that I always noticed was infected thinking. And so I don't listen to comics mm. as especially I don't listen to comics that much anymore because I'm scared of infected thinking. Do you do you do you ever see people accidentally fall into that trap where it's like you didn't I know you're not trying to steal a joke, but right. you overheard something like mm-hmm. a, a case in point. I, it's a comic in New York right now. Right. That came down to D.C. Uh, Baltimore area. I we're all outside. I say something towards that's part of one of my jokes because it's something that always happens to me, right? So I, I say part of the joke, but I'm just, I'm talking at this point in time. I see this comic two years later. I see uh, they submit him uh, as a headliner. I see his set. He's doing the same joke that I, that I literally talked in front. I've never, wow. me and him have never really had a conversation. He's never seen me perform. We not, It's just... Sometimes you just you might have the same experience as somebody else, and now what's the name? So have you ever seen that happen with somebody might oh. not have stole a joke, but it was infected thinking with you overheard or something manipulated in your head? Yeah, and sometimes it's sometimes it's not as uh, accidental as you may think. Sometimes it's on purpose. Like we do it all the time. We used to back in the day when we rolled in clicks, we'd be sitting around and just kicking and talking. And then we laughing like a regular laugh at a lot of shit. And then there's those things that stand out and somebody be like, yo, I'm taking that. I'm taking that. Yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we around Everybody's like going to do that. Yeah, right. yeah, and, yeah. And people do that. So it wasn't yours. It came up from somewhere else in, in, while you was with them. And he said, I'm right. taking that. Now, I guess because probably because he was from another town, some people may not say I'm taking that because they don't want the other comic to go, no, 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 I'm using that. So they're in the back of their mind, they knew they was going to take that and they thought it was funny and was going to build on it. But yeah, I like, I see it all the time. Um, but the problem is for me, again, I'm going to say, like I said in the beginning of the, of the podcast, I love comedy, dude. I cannot sit and don't get my dose of laugh too. Like right. I need to go to a comedy club 
and I have my favorites. I have people that I stumble on. I might go to a comedy club one night because I'm in the city or around one or in town, get a beer, a drink, some tequila, and try to hopefully it's funny. And then I got people that I know are funny to me that I'm in the same town and I could catch their show, my show eight o'clock. I'm done at 10. They got a 10.30 at the improv. I'm going to see my man. You know, yeah, I so you did, I love you did comedy. That to Joe Claire me. You did that to me. Yeah, I love Joe's my Baltimore. dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in town. I saw oh, Joe and I'm over there. Let me go see Joe and sit back there and laugh because I know I'm going to laugh. Like, we got people that, what we call the usual suspects, we know they're going to make us laugh. And then we got just comedy show. We know we love comedy in general. Right. You know, that's how you find diamonds in the rough sometimes. Yeah. You know, um, my son... Is going on his third year and doing comedy talent, mm. talent junior, his little mm. click he rolled with. I met a couple of those cats. I'm like, yo, you roll with some funny cats. I found a couple of diamonds in the rough through my son. You know what I mean? My son's a yeah, diamond yeah. in the rough, but then he stays associated with it's almost like he understands who he needs to be around. Oh. Mm. You know, so I mean, yeah, infected thinking is is a part of the game. You gotta be bigger than that. You gotta uh, you know, I like I like what you like. The George Carlin thing is very similar to what I would do if I came up with something, and I got something already on the topic. I will probably add it on and stretch right. that out some more, whatever the case right. may be. You know, I've done that a million times, but I I get a kick out of not knowing. Sometimes I think the real fun, like last night, I was in uh, Jersey. I do a Tuesday night room. And I was so, I was so tired because I had a long day, I had to pack to go out and everything. So I, I'm up at five in the morning. I knew it was going to hit me. Three cups of coffee. I'm feeling good. By the time I got about two hours before showtime, I'm like, this is going to be the worst show ever. Man. I'm tired. But it's something that happens when you get to work and you grab that mic and start. I would have never known I was that tired until, of course, mm -hmm. I got done three tequilas yeah. later. But right. I'm going through the joint, and I'm coming up with shit. Like, I don't think I told one real joke while I was on stage the whole night. We were up there. We started at uh, uh, 8 o'clock, you know, so for two hours, I don't think I told a real joke the whole night because my cylinders was firing for anything that moved, any, not even anything, anything that wasn't moving. They had these little fucking right. bottles of hand sanitizer everywhere, but they would look, the bottle looked like alcohol. You know, when you buy yeah. alcohol, it looked like that. So I said, oh, these motherfuckers are going too far. These motherfuckers, they, they, they fighting COVID and pimples. You know what I'm saying? Like dumb shit like that. So I'm just like picking on shit in the room, fucking with the DJ, the comics, and everything right. was clicking on all cylinders. You know, mm. so you never know. So, so with, so with that, like I said, I, it's amazing to hear you about the, the not writing because, again, I struggle with that. Do you find yourself ruminating more on jokes, like working on them in your mental space? Is that where you tend to do it, or is it from stage. watching clips? J just stage. being on stage. Okay. Because I never, I never understood the whole working on something. You hear people, you always hear these stories of people in the mirror. <laughs> I I right. never really that's some funny shit to me because <laughs> it's Whoa. zero people in the room it's Whoa. zero people in the room and you're in the mirror yeah you know and you think that shit gonna fly you ain't factoring let me tell you something your timing alone would be fucked bro a hundred people this is what I tell people they go how hard is comedy I said well imagine this imagine putting a hundred people in a room gathered together with a hundred problems apiece right and imagine having the job of making all those people forget those thousands of problems at the exact same time to come together for a huge simultaneous 
ball of laughter. Mm-hmm. That's how hard it is. So it's like I couldn't be able to work on shit by myself. I got to get on stage and, and first of all, if 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 I hit his me like baseball, right? The the, the hitter, the batter's up, and the the pitch is going. It ain't until about two three pitches. The batter goes, oh, I'm, oh, I'm a cream this motherfucker. Ah, right, oh, right, he, right, 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 right. Oh, he throwing that? Okay. So okay. on stage, it's like that for me. It's like if I can throw that premise or that topic out there and you giggle at the topic alone, oh, I got you. I'm knocking that shit out the park. Mm. I, th- I, I think that's uh, that's something that people never get, right, is that how hard this shit is. Mm. Like I, I, I tell people this all the time. I have one of the best jobs in the fucking world. True. But it's a fucking job, bro. Right? Yeah. And like, because I, and like, I, 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 a female was asking me, could she come to my shows one time? And I was like, I'm going to be honest with you. When I'm running a show, <laughs> when I, I do it, because I hate that shit. Like, Terrence does it with his wife, and I commend him for being able to do it. I can't do it, bro. I have a show. I Do I go to your job? Do I go to your like? Do I go to your job and sit there and be like, "Babe, that's Yo, a good job shit. on that keyboard click. That was a good job when you did." Such, like, get bitch, get the fuck away from me, bro. Like, no, no. like, but yeah, like, that it, is so real, yo. That I, yo. shop is all the time. But my wife yo, is a fan of my look. comedy, so that's I, I'm like one of her. You lucky mother, so. but that's not the point, Turns, This is the point, right? When you when I go to a show to perform only, <laughs> when I go to a show to perform only, this is what happens. I go in the back, I get ready, I start talking to other comics, right? We start cracking motherfucking jokes. I go on stage, I kill it. When I come off stage, babe, I'm all yours, right? I say thank you to all the people, boom, I move on. But, but that's why when I I'm said- running, But hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. But when I'm running a show, my nigga, I got the fucking, I gotta worry about the servers. I gotta worry about the manager. Did everybody get their ticket? Oh my God, is the comics okay? Oh shit, I'm probably got a host. Oh shit! After the show's over, is all the right. money right? Was it, bitch? I'm at work. That's why I said I'm my wife is work. dope. That's why I said my wife is dope. She don't say shit. She just comes there to enjoy the comedy. I do the same thing. She'll shut the fuck up. Don't say nothing to me. Well, first of all, first of all, Terrence, first of all, Terrence don't have a choice. Let's let's not bother Terrence. Let's let's be real. <laughs> Terrence don't have a choice. If, even if Terrence woke up one day and want to change and be like us, his wife will court mandate that motherfucker. <laughs> All right, so hold on. Let's back up. <laughs> I am I am so in agreement with Eddie on more more levels than one. Let me explain something. <laughs> I I made the conscious decision over twenty five years ago because when you're young and dumb, you don't know no better. Over twenty five years ago, I said, you know what? I can't do it uh, for more reasons than one. One being focus, of course, and you know the 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 other thing is I eat, sleep, and drink my comedy. Right. So it ain't even like it ain't even like I'm doing a whole bunch of this other shit that's not comedy affiliated. And then, I okay, let me clock in. I'm I'm always there. So when I'm in your space and I'm doing it on a computer and the phone calls and all that. Cool. By all means, walk through the house, butt naked, talk shit, curse me out. Right. uh, Walk the dogs, whatever. Cook food. But when I go to the office, which is what shows are equivalent to everybody with corporate jobs and stuff. That's Mm. the office. Now. I, I, I don't need anything to fuck with my focus. Now, the worst case scenario is you get one of these fucking crazy ass bitches that want to cause scene and rah-rah and jealous. So my, my major following is women. Women love me. And I don't need a bitch 
picking me and picking fights with me because a bitch took a picture a certain way because I've been there and that's why I shut that shit down. That's one thing. Right. Two, even if that don't happen, I don't need my focus elsewhere. I was raised a certain way. I'm an old-fashioned gentleman to women. So if a woman's with me at a show, my mind is constantly worrying, is she okay? Is she Thank okay? You. Do I need to get her? And, and I tell women all the time, and it ain't you. Every other dude around you, is saying the yeah. same thing. All your friends say, oh, man, you better get your girl out of here, bro. Yeah, I'm like, I'm oh. like this. Like, she, women always come back to you and go, but I'm not going to do nothing. I'm good. No, it ain't you. It's how I feel about it. Exactly. I'm worried for you that you're okay, right? I swear to goodness, this morning at my layover in Charlotte, a chick texted me and said, hey, you know, when when things open back up, blah, 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 I want to I want to go with you to one of your shows. And I was like, she, she ain't going to like this reply, right? I already know. As soon as I read it. So I, I replied back and said, I said, LOL. I said, oh. I said, yeah. I said, that'll never happen because I don't I don't go to shows with girls. Oh, you know, and, and I put and I said, what do they always say about relationship? I said, it's not you. It's, it's me. me. <laughs> it's me. No, like, yeah. like, listen, I had I, I used to talk to a chick and she was like, like, I want to work with you. I want to as a, in, a, in our relationship, I want to build this with you. And I was like, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm so sorry. I, I know I'm going to sound like an asshole right now. <laughs> I'm so sorry, love. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> like, no, like, I get it. I get it. No, like it's no, not happening. But, but Terrence, I get, I get. Let me say this. I will say this. In Terrence's defense, with wifey going, those people do exist. Those special things do exist. Nice. Because take a Tony Roberts, right? Tony Roberts and his wife. His wife has gotten into his shit, into the business part. The road manager, like she handles actual business. And she actually, I watch her. I love her. Great soul, great spirit. But when she's there, she clocks in like that Negro clocks in. Like she right. runs the merch. She blah, blah. As a matter of fact, every girl that rolls with my crew, because I got a crew, I got a, a a staff of 10 people. And it's even. It's five guys, five girls. And some of the only women that I trust going to events with me and shows because they get right into the business mode. They set the, They do a better job of setting the merch up than me. I'm setting it up like a Negro. You know, I'm, I'm a I'm straight man. Shit everywhere. Hoodies. The, right. the girls coming in, your shit's folded like we're at the laundromat. Right, right. You know, they know where the sizes are. I'm right. in that motherfucker. Yo, you got two X. What's that? Oh, two X. Two X. You know what I mean? But so that's the, the, the exception to my rule. But I'm with you, Eddie, on that shit, man. But that's yeah, where I mean, I'm very lucky. Like my wife yeah. is that road dog for me. She's but, been, sorry, she's been the door lady taking the cash. She's been the person. When you, but y'all was together when you started comedy, bro. No, we were together shortly after. But like I said, I've been knowing her since we was. You was in your first year, right, dog? We're not talking like most of the times. I, I, I don't know about I don't know about Tyler. I'm just saying for me, I don't find as many chicks to talk to after my merge. Like I haven't found that many chicks to talk to that I know since I was fucking high school, bro. Hey, that's why I All said all these I, chicks know I me. I, I was out. a comedian. I lucked out. That's what I said. And, and the best. No, part and about, I'm happy for you. That's the best part about I my wife. <laughs> best part about my wife too is is out of everything, I could go up there and kill it, and she's gonna look I'm at happy. me and be like, "You fucked this joke up and that joke up. It was wow. okay." And I'm like, "My feelings get hurt, but that's real shit, and that's my road dog." So, right. so I. I 
Tyler, I don't know about you. You can you can clarify. This is me, right? I am very reluctant. I've never dated a comic. I will. I'm never going to date a comic. She's not a comic. Nope. I will. I will never date a comic. I, that's just it's it's done, right? But I'm I'm even reluctant to date somebody in the field sometimes because I'm just. But my closest is Sean, right? It's right. That's my closest, right? No relationship. She get to talk to me like I'm a piece of shit. I don't have to worry about coming home right. and her. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't. That's why I'm like, no. What you gotta talk talk to Rashawn. Don't right. <laughs> talk to Rashawn, bro. Because that's the only person that's going. I'm allowed to talk to me a certain way. You get what I'm saying? No, I'm with, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm the same way. I can't have the chick who I'm gonna be at home with, who's now talking to me a certain way that I need to be talked to to push put me in overdrive. Right now we at home and this bitch talking about the same way to do dishes. If you don't get the fuck out my face, <laughs> like, yo, are you out to If you don't get the motherfucker out my face, <laughs> yo. no, I'm, I'm with you. Like I don't, I've never like dated a comic, um, and I'm funny style with the industry period of entertainment um, because I just think that again, there's, there needs to be balance. Mm. And I don't want my whole household to be entertainment. Like I need, I need somebody to come be in that house nine to five. I need some a construction motherfucker, a nurse. I need, I need, some, I need balance of real life. You know, I live with five pit bulls, man. We ain't got time for the bullshit. Right. No, no pun intended. <laughs> Yo, like, bro. What, so, what do you think is going to happen after the pandemic, bro? What do you oh think my is god, it's going to be crazy, yo. Yo, this shit is oh, gonna be like, it, yeah, because because I'm out here and I got to see this shit from from uh from July on to now, and I'm shocked. Like I'm like, yo, we about to be back in the forefront, bro. Like it's about to be like it was like brand new. This is how anxious and 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 hungry people are for comedy, and I was like. You know, I knew they would be like that in general for entertainment. But when I seen it, like, for example, in New York, we 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 started with the highest numbers in COVID. So we did the biggest, hardest shutdown in the whole country. Um, right. And when we came to right after Memorial Day into June, July, everything had to be outdoors. You couldn't even be indoors, period. Mm. So we got creative and started coming up with the driving shit and the outdoor shows. And how people were reacting and biting on it. I mean, I'm talking about we were selling out fucking outdoor shit on Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And we was like, oh, shit, nobody fucking working. So nobody got a job to get to. So it don't matter if it's Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. Motherfuckers was right. packing out. And mm -hmm. then on top of that, by the end of the year, we re the real test came. We did. We went to Atlantic City, which was a little more lax than New York, right over the border in Jersey. Right. That they had these big ballroom spaces. So if a ballroom hold a thousand people, you could put 150 in there. Nice and spaced out, social distancing, mask and all that. When I seen how the people reacted during the course of that first week and we did about 350, 60 people, mm -hmm. you would have thought we were Springsteen out this motherfucker, yo. Mm -hmm. I was like, people are acting crazy. Like I had my merch table. I did about, I don't know how much of the merch went. I picked, I picked up a bunch of merch, about five, six bags and boxes and shit. And I left Sunday afternoon with two boxes, a box and a half maybe. All that merch, hoodies, T-shirts, coffee wow. mugs, flasks, uh, shot glasses, 
like everything we had that we was on display, mask, hats, whatever. They ate that shit up. And I mean, they I'm talking about people was coming at the table, give me this, give me this, like spending 100, 200 at a time. And we sitting there like, by the time I added all that shit up and because I had to take the money and reorder shit, I was like, yo, I don't think y'all realize because we did it in three or four different increments how good right. we did in merch. But that's yeah. how the people were responding. Yeah, 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 yeah. You that know what I mean? during tight times. Ooh. Yeah, so I think now, I think when we come back, bro, and I've seen it because... I've, I've been to a couple of places that are more open than where I am. And right. the way that they're packing in and acting crazy oh, on the comedy bro. is amazing. Atlanta? Oh, my God. You just see the pictures like, nigga, I ain't going. <laughs> said, I've, been, I've been running from Atlanta for six months. Yeah, nigga, I ain't going. <laughs> I don't get on that. But now, like, I, 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 I think the same thing, right? Because, like, in D.C., 75% of the places shut down out here, right? The lot right. of the industry is gone. But there are some people holding on. And it's like, I'm I'm literally looking to just rent a like rent a place out for like a month or two. Like I'm I'm dead ass right now, bro. It's a like, good I'm time. Like, Yo, can I get can I get can I get your music hall for like two three months? Like you know what I'm saying? Let me just get the weekends. You got I know I gotta find one that works, but come on, son, because it, it just looks like everybody like soon as this joint opens up, it's gonna be the first people, right? It's gonna be the yeah. it's gonna be the uh the 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 the, the, the tippy toers, right? They're going to come out. They're going to see if everything good, right? The doves. They're going to come out and see if this shit is okay. You know what I'm saying? And then when they bring back that branch, they're going to be like, oh, shit. Hey, Noah, this shit open, son. Like, <laughs> hey, nigga, we on and popping out here, son. Yeah. Like, and so I, I know that's happening, but I, I am scared that a lot of people are going to try to do it at once. And it's not going to be a lot of camaraderie with it, right? It's right. going to be a lot. But it, this is comedy, right? Like we already see this shit happening already, right? Like everybody, everybody thinks they're better at doing it than everybody else. So it's very rare that people join up and team up to do things. So that's what I think I, I'm. I'm a little bit hesitant on. Right. Is I wonder how many people are going to team up. And Tina Graham was on last night, and she was saying that like people need to team up more. Now mm. you guys did that in New York a couple times. Right, and not every time did it work out, but y'all, y'all did it. Are you going to keep doing that? Are, do you think that's one? That's oh, something yeah. that should be keep. Absolutely. I mean, but see, that's my formula. My before COVID, we've been doing that. The people that I team with, we've been doing collabos before COVID. We didn't wait to COVID to collab. We just put our heads together so that we can win. Um, but remember what I said about we have people that are go to funny, right? So this is what's mm -hmm. going to happen, and this is going to be good for people that people like already when right. things open back up and you can go out and you want to go out and laugh you're not going i i think that instead of taking a risk on with every joe schmo you're going to go to the usual suspects mm -hmm. you're going to be like so and so's funny uh he's going to be at the thing let's get tickets you know what i mean right. like it's going to be crazy like that it's going to be it's going to be all good in more ways than one something i've been talking about for over a decade is finally going to come into fruition and that's uh the weeding out of comedy. I've been telling people for years that it's going to be a big weeding out. I don't know when. And what's going to happen is all of that fluff is going to fall to the side and the cream is going to rise to the top. So the real bona fide funny cats, they got a career left. The other cats that have been hanging on and doing the bullshit, they're going to start fluffing and falling to the side. You know what I mean? Because that's, that's what every industry does. Like comedy over the last 15 years has become the new rap music. You know how yep. rap, when rap was mm -hmm. at its height, everybody had a demo. 
and right. comedy had became that. Everybody had a demo. So now you got to listen to 15 dudes you don't know to get to the one you do know. But what's going to happen after COVID, because people are going to be picky what they go to. They're not going right. to be rushing to everything. They're going to rush to selective thing. And guess what? Just like I said, I know I go see certain people because I know they're going to make me laugh. That's what I think people are going to do. Mm. So what do you what do you got going on as we kind of come to the end and wrap this up? What do you yeah, got my going battery on? Dying what, anyway, shows, <laughs> what, what shows you got going on? What's what's something you want the people to know about? Um, well, I want people to know that on, on my platforms, my Twitter, my 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 gram, Instagram, my, all my Facebooks, I'm always live on there every day with different shows. Mondays, I got Motivation Mondays. Um, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I do my political news show called Divided States of America. Uh, Friday, I do race debaters with a good friend of mine, Amir Sealy, uh, where we talk about our own issues of, of all races. Uh, and then, like I said, I love to DJ and play my music Friday and Saturday night. I call it the bump and grind. I play all that baby making music and get people rather I dig in the crates and make people happy and feel good. They sipping, they in the house. Um, so and then Sunday, my man, shout out to Rocco, comedian out of Philly who lives in L.A. Sundays, we do Sunday stories where we tell all that backstage shit that happened to us along the way and our journeys and everything. Um, live wise, I'm out here in Miami. I just landed. I'll be in Miami tomorrow night with Kyle Grooms, Damon Williams, Corey Fernandez with a show. It's like an indoor outdoor venue called The Urban. Uh, there's a new nice. uh, the part of town out here called Overtown that used to be like Harlem out here. And they rebuilt all this up. So the, the Urban's one of the first entertainment venues that Kyle Grooms does a, a Thursday. Reach out to him, Eddie. He, you, you guys, Terrence, I got to reach out to Kyle Grooms. He does every Thursday at the Urban out here. Uh, so when I leave here, I fly back to where my second home is, upstate New York to Rochester, and I got a four-show weekend. You don't have to brag too hard. I got a four-show weekend with Walter Wizard from the Black Ink Crew. And then, uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then next weekend, what's next weekend? Uh, the first weekend of the month, I got to go my room in uh, Tampa, Florida, Clearwater. Mm, so I got things popping, man. Monthly in Clearwater, you know what I mean? Monthly in Rochester. I think in another month, my monthly in Buffalo is going to be tagged in there. So things are slowly opening up. So we we about to be everywhere, man. Yo, you already know I'm a, I'm about to be I'm about to be on a plane or, or in a car. I'm most likely, hit me, car. man. Let's do it. Let's get this plane. money. Here not doing go. no planes, my nigga. Yeah. <laughs> planes not bad. Thank no, no, no. Planes. planes are horrible. Planes are horrible. Stop. Oh, you Why are you lying? It's not. I'm telling you. Because I'm driving. Because I fly Southwest, asshole. Like I don't have. I don't Stop have time to money. I don't have two houses, nigga. I don't drive. I don't fly JetBlue, motherfucker with extra seat, nigga. That shit is Man. fucking tight as fuck, and my knees be hurting. Fuck you, turns you short bastard. That's why I'm mad with it. That's why I'm mad with it. With it. That's why I'm mad with it. Get out the trap with it. Eddie's whatever flashing you want, out. Whatever you need, it's on top. <laughs> That's why I'm mad with it.